people of the world, hello and welcome to Marketing is a Foreign Language, episode 227. Yeah, gamer. Hey, have you ever been sunsetted? Have you? Do you even know what that means? Uh, if you've seen Silicon Valley, just imagine those guys hanging out in the tech space and someone comes in and like, um, they're an HR person. They're like, yeah, actually, we're going to um, sunset this project, which, of course, brings up this sort of magical vision of you in San Diego looking at the sun slowly dipping down the Pacific Ocean, the sea breeze in your hair. Everything's great, except they're firing you. Um, and that's the hilarious way they chose to end date you. You just got end dated. So that's funny. Um, and sad, but funny because it's true. Our guest today was a LinkedIn uh, assassin. He was the man at LinkedIn. 10 years he spent um, in that particular project. And you know how it goes. I mean, we get beat up. This life is going to teach us whether we like it or not. And he was going to go to Singapore and potentially do this LinkedIn project um, in that region of the world. But then, oh, yeah pandemic. So that's the thing. So now um, he's he's taken what we all hate. I'm going to say it in Spanish first. Las colas. ¿Te gustan las colas? A cola in Spanish is a tail, but it's the word they use to describe a line, as we would say in English. A line of people queued up going somewhere uh, that they actually want to get to, and no one wants to be in that line. He has a glimpse of what the future could be where you go to a sporting event, you go to a this, you go to a that, a concert, you get it. And you can get a sense on the app. You can catch a glimpse of what those lines look like, right? So do you want to walk, say, you know, 800 feet more that way where no one is standing to get a beer? Or do you want to wait for six minutes in line over here? Now you have a choice because you have the information. It's literally like being a wizard. His app, Glimpse, is something that you should download. I'm excited to have uh, on the show the one, uh, the only, Jonathan Baldock. Let's go. Thank you, sir. So I'm happy you're here. Um, let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn. Let's talk about Silicon Valley culture and all that <laughs> yeah, stuff. Sure, let's, we can do let's that. Let's start with that. Um, so... Is there like when people reach LinkedIn status, do they have body odor? Do like when do they nerd out or do they continue with the body odor? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, uh, I wasn't in San Francisco to, to experience it on a daily basis, but I was mm. there usually like once a quarter. Mm. And uh, so all the uh, the technophiles, um, they were they were interesting because they were all very fit. Uh, oh, like San Francisco nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were very fit. Uh, they were very well dressed, and uh, and all taken jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> so they were definitely like they were definitely techno assassins. Oh, okay. Part. So these are yeah, not. Yeah, okay. yeah. These are like. I they're, mean, they're too pretty for their job. Like, I think. I think they might be. Like, I, I think if you were like a young single guy, you probably would think twice about moving to San Francisco. If you if you're like. If you're, if you, uh, you know, if you don't want too much competition yeah, with the ladies, it's then too uh, fierce. It's yeah, too it's just, fierce. It, they're, they're all, <laughs> they're all looking good. <laughs> wow. That is so funny to me. Yeah. Because, um, I have a, 
misinformed, ignorant view of the tech nerd. I mean, because the tech nerd took over, right? I mean, right. come on. But like, 15 years ago, everyone knew it was going to be coding, right? So the guys were 27, 28, 29, the top right. of their game right now. And I, when I say top of my game, I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if you're a big chess guy, but I thought the old wizened bearded dude was the best at chess. Right. They're not. It's no. the 26 year old, the 25 year old, the 28 year old. And then they just hit a decline like every other athlete. That's right. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, you know, the Queen's Gambit's uh, uh, popular for a reason. It's, uh, you know, it's showing how, how the young people kick ass in that game. Yeah, they just absolutely killed it. So we're getting older, Jonathan. <laughs> By the second. So, all right. So LinkedIn, just just give me give me the LinkedIn down low. Like, what's that like working for LinkedIn? Going from what was it, eight hundred thousand users to seven hundred some million, some crazy number of the growth. Yeah, when I started there, there were six hundred employees, uh, eighty million users. When I left. 13,000 employees and 720 million users. Now there's something like 740, 750 million. So it was like pretty crazy growth. Uh, it was actually a very cool place to work just because you were surrounded by a lot of smart people. They were all very nice. And for the most part, a lot of them kind of about the greater good. They had a no asshole hiring policy for the longest time and uh, technically still do, but now it's owned by Microsoft. So it's, you know, you sort of fall under, uh, under their, under their pretense, but, um, yeah, you know what? It was a, it was a really cherry, cherry gig. Cause, uh, I got to talk to a lot of awesome people and I got to, you know, meet with a lot of cool companies. Yeah. So what did you do? What was your role? So the first five years I was building, and this will just be very sort of LinkedIn speak, but I was building social media recruitment strategies for LinkedIn's largest global customers. Uh, so if a big company wanted to hire 30,000 people, instead of going to a recruitment company and paying 10, 15 K per hire, uh, for agency fees, they came to us, they would buy our services and we would show them how to recruit directly on their own. So mm. that's what I did for the first roughly half of my time at LinkedIn. And then the second half, uh, LinkedIn created a platform called Elevate and it was all about social sharing. So it was to, to encourage, basically, if you have a bunch of employees, you want them saying good things about your company. And if they do that, it'll make them look smart. It'll make them look good depending on what you have them share. And then also it'll do good stuff for the company. Like you know, marketing leads, sales leads, hire, you know, talent acquisition leads, and it'll help protect the brand's reputation. So that's where I spent my last four years was working on that kind of platform and working with uh, some of the LinkedIn's, uh, you know, big companies, uh, clients that they were that they were working with. So we would do global implementations, we would help them choose content, um, give them best practices, and, uh, you know, try and sell them as much stuff as we possibly could in the meantime. Yeah, if you're just joining us, Jonathan Baldock, our guest today, worked at LinkedIn for 10 years and we're getting the down low. Um, on Facebook, I feel like people are trying to make you feel bad um, because you're not on the beach and right. you're not eating uh, the <laughs> vegan sushi and you're right. not with this gorgeous girl. So you feel bad about that. Look how great I am. In LinkedIn, I feel like people are like, well... This is my incredible career and how amazing I am. It's look at my accolades and this sort of stuff. Um, to what degree do you think Facebook gets hammered? Because you get that all the time. Like people are like, Facebook is garbage. People hate Facebook. There's so many people that just absolutely hate Facebook. I don't get the same thing from LinkedIn. I, I think for LinkedIn, people kind of go 
yeah, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to like be the most, the best you possibly could be because it's a career thing. And so does LinkedIn yeah. just get a pass on that stuff? Pretty much, yeah. So on Facebook and Twitter, there's a lot of negativity. And also there's a lot of people kind of pitching, right? Like I live a great life, look at my new car, whatever, you know, look at how amazing my coffee is. I yeah. just inhaled, isn't that amazing? Oh, now I'm gonna <laughs> exhale, that's also amazing. So right. um, whatever, you know, seems compelling, you know, they're putting it out there. Yeah. Uh, on LinkedIn, it's a, an environment where it's dangerous to be negative because you're not anonymous and uh, it's not a place for arguments. And also it's because it's connected to your career. So if I start, say, shitting on a topic or, or you know, somebody, uh, any of my notes go to everyone I'm connected to. So if, if I say something negative, even about a company, then everyone in that company, because I've mentioned that company, can see it. And then also everyone I know will go, wow, John's a bit of an asshole today. <laughs> so it really doesn't, really doesn't, it's not, it's not a good career move. It's also, you know, like if you're ever looking to sell something, you're ever looking to get a job in the future, this isn't a good way to go about doing it. So LinkedIn's really about, um, I mean, for the most part, it's about being positive. Not that you have to be fake, but, right. uh, but when I, when I started at LinkedIn, it was really people would just fill in their profiles and say, Hey, I hope to find a job and maybe LinkedIn could help me do it. And then eventually it, it headed a little more into business to business marketing. Yeah. And that grew really, really quickly. And, uh, and then over the last few years, it's evolved into a publishing platform where people share thought leadership, they share industry news, they share their expertise, but they try and do it in a way that they're not full of shit and, and, and you know, trying to impress people. But they're like, hey, I, I worked on this project. Here were my challenges. Uh, these are the things I learned. If anybody has any questions, you know, happy to help. That kind of a thing yeah. and then then you see that post and you're like oh crap like i'm just headed into that kind of a project now you know this is going to be helpful for me and then you maybe write a note hey thanks this is super helpful yeah i'm struggling on number three right now or whatever it is so that's more about what linkedin you know how people are, are spending their time in the ecosystem yeah um we have a comment from esther sass in chat she writes jonathan what do you dream about now in cyberspace um yeah, it's a good traveling, I think, is the thing I'm dreaming about right now. <laughs> yeah. Wanting, wanting to travel. Yeah. All right. So on LinkedIn, where we're streaming live right now, um, I have a friend, Jim Rossi, who is just an influencer on LinkedIn. He was just one of those early, got tons of views, tons of likes, tons of shares. He's a, yep. an excellent author. He swears by it. He loves it. Yep. What do you say to the companies that just can't get traction? They're just like, bro, I'm posting. They're like, I'm posting on LinkedIn. Do you understand me? I'm yep. doing it the right way. I'm creating custom graphics. I'm doing the, all the, I'm, I'm getting nowhere, bro. I'm getting two likes. I'm getting one like. I'm getting a share, maybe. Why am I wasting my time continuously grinding on something that's just not going anywhere? Yeah, so there's, there's it, when you, when so in LinkedIn, we look at content in three ways. Uh, owned, paid, and earned. And owned would be your LinkedIn company page, your personal profile. Paid would be you run a paid campaign, you're targeting specific people and you wanna put that in front of them. And then earned would be the likes, the comments, the reshares that you get when you're, when you're posting your, your stories. Um, most times, if you don't know how to do it, if you post and you get only like a couple of likes, it'll be discouraging. Because if you post on Facebook and everyone's commenting and liking and thumbs upping your coffee, 
And you're like, these people are literally celebrating the fact that I bought a coffee. And then mm -hmm. on LinkedIn, I literally write something that I think is very helpful and no one seems to care. This is discouraging. Right. Well, so there's a couple of things you can do. Um, rather than spending a bunch of money on paid, meaning like I write this post and then I want visibility for it. So I give LinkedIn $10,000 and then they put it in front of a bunch of people. And then maybe I get a few more likes and a few more comments and a few more reshares. And then maybe my company sees some benefit from it. And in a perfect world, um, uh, I'll, first I'll give you some stats and then I'll head into the perfect world. So let's say we take a company that has 50 employees. The average company that has 50 employees on LinkedIn has about a thousand followers for mm. the company. So if you do a company page update, a thousand people will see it. And that includes the 50 people that work there. Right. The average person on LinkedIn, the average member has 800 connections. Mm. So if I just get one of my employees to share the same story, I'll double the company's reach, but I have 50 employees. So if I get all 50 of my employees to share the same story, now instead of reaching a thousand people, I'll reach 40,000 people. Right. And that's really, that's really the secret to getting your information out there. If you have a company and you have employees, getting your employees to utilize their networks. But so they don't want to, Jonathan. Yeah, a lot, a lot aren't. You know, not That's everyone's going to raise their but hands. They, but they don't want to. And then and then I was just talking to my sister. She owns Chelsea Smith Cosmetics. Shout out Chelsea Smith Cosmetics. She uh, She's incredible, man. She's incredible. Yeah. Incredible entrepreneur. Lives in Sacramento. She is super popular on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. She's just that popular girl on social sure. media. And she deserves it too because she'll do like full like Wizard of Oz makeup. Like she's not like, hi, everybody. But like she's doing incredible stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Um, talking to her last night um, while I was eating some chickpea masala. This is relevant to the story because it was very yummy. And she was talking about how her staff is supposed to be doing like putting the wigs in the boxes and whatever, but they're all on their phones and they're messing around. And, and like she's struggling to get them to be like, get off your phone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Because she's relatively new to to entrepreneurship and all this sort of stuff. And so that's tough to, as the boss to be like, we have this great company culture and yay yeah. and fun and whatever. And then you got to come in and be like, something. no phones on the table. Oh, and also show up on time. It's, it's that, it's that thing that happens when you're a teacher that first couple of years where like, I'm going to be the best teacher ever. All these other teachers I had when I was young sucked. I'm going to be a fun teacher. And then you realize that fun teacher doesn't work. Right. right. Unless there's discipline and the foundation, sure. whatever. So that's a long winded way of saying people who are in my position, I ask my staff, dude, it's not like I'm not yeah. asking them. I'm going yeah. share. I'm literally screenshotting, like, like sharing screen, going to LinkedIn and literally liking them in front of their face and sharing yeah. like, let's really, let's go. You know what I mean? Right. And then a day later you come back, one person did it. Right. So, okay. So there's two things. One, if they're not going to if they're not going to get fired, if they don't do it, they're not going to do it. Oh, but, but you, are you kidding you, me? Come you, on, but man. You, but you can't, Seriously? you can't. Seriously? Come on. No. Hang on. But you can't, you can't do that. I mean, you can't make that part of their job That's description. That's ridiculous. Like, your job description. You had your personal no, no, no. LinkedIn. <laughs> no, 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 no. So here's, here's what I would say to that. And that's for, so for the, the second half of my time at LinkedIn. We ran those programs, social sharing programs. And yeah. let's say a company put a thousand of their employees on a platform like this. They would only get 20% of them sharing. 
Yes. That 20% would be the people that are eager. Like they love technology. They're like, yeah, I love sharing. And I like the likes and the comments and the engagements that I get. And this is awesome. And, and they can see some benefit from it. The other 80% are not going to do it. And you can remind them all day long. And you're going to get you know one every now and again. And as soon as you walk away, they're like, thank God he just walked away. And yeah. I don't have to deal with it. So um, th that's the standard uh, for employee advocacy is 20% you'll, you'll get to do it, 80% you won't. I, um, I invest my time with Social HP because we built some functionality which is called do it for me, which means uh, the employees, that 80%, that a bunch of them can just go, sounds good. I would, but like I'm busy or I'm not, a, like I don't know what content to pick or I don't know what to say. Right. But if you've got a social media marketing person that like knows what I should say and when and what I should be posting and they can do it all for me, meaning, you basically have a hired person that's going to manage my social for me, then giddy up. You can do that all day long for me. So that's what we built. We okay, built see, the, now, now we we're built finally, Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah, we've landed. Exactly. We've landed at long last. <laughs> exactly. At long last at the equal sign. Hello, yep. equal sign. Um, so yes, precisely. If there is, If someone can sign once on the dotted line saying, just take my profile. It's fine. But you can share. Make me, look, make me look smart. Just do it. Make me just, look good. I, I don't yeah. have to do anything. That's what Never most people want. underestimate laziness. Correct. Ever. I Hence mean, why we were talking about hating to you know stand in lines. I bro, hate it more it's, than anyone. You're asking. You're asking me too much to like <laughs> download the app and touch the app. Like exactly. even that, I'm like, oh, this is, oh God, <laughs> exactly. Make, I have can't so many wait. apps. You can't wait app until fatigue. you just think about the app and it'll do it. Oh and then, Lord! Then eventually you won't even want to have to think about it. Bro, gonna, why isn't the app doing what I want it to do without me having to even think about it? The glasses, man. The glasses. Um, Esther writes, great info. Did you have incentives for the other eighty percent? So uh, incentives work for the twenty percent. They don't work for the eighty percent. Because right. incentives are short term, like, you know, hey, there's a contest. What you'll find is that there's only a handful of people that are really motivated for contests. So, so, so those people end up winning all the damn time and it pisses everybody <laughs> else off. And, and, and then if you have a rule like you're only allowed to win once, then as soon as they win, they're like, well, that's it. I'm not doing that anymore because they want to win every time. So, so those incentives typically don't pay off. They pay off in the short term. They don't pay off in the long term. Because what you're asking for is you're asking for employees to form a new habit. Right. And I'm sure everyone knows how hard it is to form a new habit. Like no doubt. It's, taken, it's taken me a long time to form some habits that I've really wanted to form. And it's taking me a lifetime to try and get rid of some that I wanted to get rid of. So you know, just telling employees like, hey, this is a good idea and you should do it. And here's an incentive isn't going to pay off. Otherwise, you know, everyone would be talking about how they look so amazing and how they're so fit. And, uh, and how everything fits perfectly because all they do is walk around with the best possible eating lifestyle and every other habit, right? But nobody, you know, not everybody does. Only a tiny percentage of people do that. And that's because they're so desperately motivated for it. Well, yeah. trying to try and convince a thousand people to be desperately motivated to share content and, uh, you know, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, so those incentives are short term. All right. So, okay. I have a theory that the entire internet is only words, sounds, and images, <laughs> right? It's like whatever new thing, whatever it is, 
It is only going to be that. And so what we're talking about are cultural pockets. Yeah. That's it. Just cultural pockets. What's the difference between LinkedIn and TikTok? It's still words, sounds, and images. I mean, that's it. That's all it can be. And so they're just cultures. They're little nation states, you know, that people can get citizenship in more easily. And they're global. Right. Um, and, it's, and it's what do you want to get out of it? Like, what's the platform offering? Right. right. So, you know, on TikTok, I want people to love everything I do. And, uh, and then hopefully someday, you know, I'm famous enough where I can monetize it. Yeah, so I'm, celebrity. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking for the celebrity. That's probably pretty similar to Instagram. Facebook maybe a little less so. That's like I think the place for, you know, kind of arguments and grandmothers. It's the place for grandmothers <laughs> and, and grandmothers <laughs> to grandmothers to message you. How can that's, have a call? <laughs> that's exactly right. From yeah. for the geriatrics among right. us. Like they could all be great. There's a lot of positives, but I think sometimes those those negatives can be overwhelming. Most of the negatives when I was at LinkedIn, most of the negatives I hear about is that LinkedIn emails them a lot. You know, like, oh, LinkedIn keeps emailing me about this offer that they've got. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, that's not that's not the worst possible story I could hear. Dude, LinkedIn gets a pass. It just gets a pass. Because at the end of the day, um, it's the rawest, most capitalist manifestation. When you look at Facebook you have people crying foul because they're not doing enough to stop this political thing. They're not doing enough to support this particular cause. Um, in LinkedIn, it's just like, it looks so glossy and like the suit and tie and the whatever, but it's capital capitalism hell, right? Of like, put yeah. on, like you, it's like, it's like everyone's got a set of horns on LinkedIn as far as I'm concerned, not <laughs> in the sense that they're, trying to be evil but it's everyone knows that it's the whole business. yeah it's like it's not about it's not personal i'm trying to make as much money as i can you're trying to make as much money as you can if we can help each other do that great and the minnesota nice is all up in linkedin right, right. because that's what works in in capitalism right being right. being a douchebag does it works in politics sometimes because you can like yeah. ah this guy's an idiot and it just doesn't work in business, business. Yeah. doesn't work yeah so it kind of looks like heaven but i mean it's i mean linkedin is a it's like the thunderdome in there <laughs> you know what i mean um it would yeah, that could be the new slogan it's just business it's just business bro <laughs> it's just business is what it is you know yeah. Um, so I would love to be popular on LinkedIn. I really would. We're growing our LinkedIn page. I mean, we're putting in the work, but a part of me is like, maybe I'd consider what you talked about earlier with just that social HP, but we're not big enough, yeah. right? Like yeah, we've yeah, got yeah. like six, seven employees that would sure. qualify for this sort of thing. It's like, we're too small, too small for that to make sense to me. Am I wrong? No, you're right. That, that makes sense. Um, we have like, Sometimes we'll get uh, marketing agencies that manage, for example, like company social profiles. So right. they'll buy it and then they'll just do it for a whole bunch of companies. So that's, yeah, like the, you know, that's, that's a good way to do it. Because then if that's you've, got only, yeah. you've got a small number of employees, you don't want to make this financial commitment to, to do X, Y, and Z. So that's one thing. Right. Um, but um, but I, I will say that like, you know, tech, this technology is shifting quickly. We're the, I'd say socially, my opinion, socially HP is the first 2.0 in the, employee advocacy space. And they're obviously kind of running it, trying to, you know, continue down the development uh, path. 
but that doesn't mean that you know it's not like it's going to keep keep going and then everyone else is going to catch on and go okay these guys took the lead we need to kind of catch back up again so what's talk be to me about problem. price talk to me about price like what's it cost social hp um so the smallest implementation we typically do is is up to 50 users okay and so that's 4500 bucks for the year Oh, and it's just a platform. It's just like a software or is it's it soft- literally? Yeah, it's, a, it's a software. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then basically that pulls in industry news, thought leadership and company content. And then it delivers it out to the people if they want to log in and do it. But so can, can th- they log most in? People, most people opt for the do it for me. That's what I'm saying. The do it for me. So like my question, I guess, is couldn't you just get the logins of all of these people? You know, yep. like you could, you go to a client and you say, Hey, like anyone on your staff willing to give us their LinkedIn login, we will log in and we will just post this stuff for them. Logging in, logging out, logging in, logging out, which is annoying. Mind you, you don't have to do that. You, I, I could, if say there was a, say I was at a company and we had a thousand employees on it. Right. Um, I could just literally pick a story, grab that story and then have all the employees share it out over a period of time oh, okay. with different so images and different copy. I could literally grab it and put it on their calendars and. I could decide when and how and what they share with what images and what copy. Okay. I could do I could do it all for them. So by okay. myself, by myself in an hour and a half a month, I could manage a thousand people's uh, calendars of what they share. Now like, I finally a, understand. In, now in, I like finally a total, okay. total piece of cake. The other piece I would say to it is um, if you're a small company, but you have people that love what you do and you have a lot of clients and they will endorse you, then you could say, hey, how about I share through your channels once or twice a month, if you're if you're willing, and this is the kind of stuff I'll share: industry news, thought leadership, and periodically I'll smatter something in about us. And then they're like, "Oh, awesome! Like you'll give me more to share." And I'll be like, "Yeah, just connect in." So then, if you've got five or six employees, but you've got forty-five customers, then you can get to that fifty pretty quick because they don't have to all have the same email domain. Or you have resellers or partners or whatever. You can all work together to deliver content for each other and all amplify right. each other. Okay. So yep. I, I understand it now. So LinkedIn, you could basically go viral with, with certain things. You have a much higher chance of going viral. Well, I'm going to make another. De- you could decide to go viral. Ah, you could literally, you, you could literally go, okay, I'm going to make a post. I mean, if you have a big enough network of people on this, let's say I had a thousand employees on it. Um, I, and we're just about to add in a functionality to be able to schedule out likes. Right. So I could make a post and then have a thousand employees like it. My original post with a thousand likes to all of their networks. Uh, each person, I see. Each person I has see, 800 I see, connections. I, see, I, see, I, see, I have I then a reach of 800,000 people that would right. see my one post. And right. I could decide when they see it, how fast they see it, what they see, what version. All it's power. Happens. It's a lot of power. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's to me, it's using the pawns correctly. Correct. Um, and heaven it's forbid. Basic- you 100%. say pawns, but that is, that's it. It's using, it's creating like a four connect four. you know, if you're familiar exactly. with chess. The um, only other way to do it on LinkedIn is to spend a bunch of money. Like, you know, dude, seriously. Pay, and and, dude, big and, campaigns and, and nobody want to be doing that. Right. Um, okay. So as I mentioned uh, backstage, we get a chronology, which we have done none, none of, but we're going to start that real quick. Sure. Um, where were you born? Toronto. Yep. And, uh, Five years old. Are your parents together? Did they split up? They split up when I was seven. When you were seven. Okay. Yeah. So you had to overcome that. Was that rough? 
Uh, not initially. It was really rough afterwards because uh, I lived with my... So my brother stayed with my dad and my two sisters went with my mom and I. Oh, and then my no. mom, my mom had to go to school and she had a full-time job. So kind of, she was a little bit gone. So my two sisters were a little bit responsible for me. And let's just say they were unpleasant to the power of any number you could possibly imagine. <laughs> to an unimaginable <laughs> number. Yeah. They split, they, you guys split up your family, like the kids went into yeah. different directions. They actually asked us kids, where, who do you want to live with? O M G. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wow. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's crazy. All right. Well, we got a little bit of your chronology. You got to year seven. That stuff plays in, man. Like going through that sort of stuff and like how you yep. navigate the say like the world, the corporate world later, there that those things play. Uh final question coming in from Esther. So for the little guy, do you have a website roadmap somewhere? Uh, of social HP, for example? Is that the uh, question? I don't know. LinkedIn, maybe. Oh, um, where it's headed, um, it, it's going to be integrated. Uh, a lot more stuff's going to be integrated into Microsoft. So if you're in like Outlook and you have a meeting coming up, it'll start pulling in everyone's LinkedIn profile that's at the meeting. Oh, like, okay. Like that's it, interesting. There's going to be, so think about like all the different Microsoft products you might be using. Um, even if you like reference somebody, it'll pull up their LinkedIn profile. Like if you're in Word, like, it, it, like it's all going to be down that road. But, oh, uh, she's, she was talking about social HP. Oh, social HP. Yeah, yeah. The The next functionality uh, that's going to be released is the um, building out the scheduling of likes, um, which is pretty awesome because then, you know, you can take like a, a leader's voice and you can amplify it without actually having to get everybody to share it. Because each time they share it, it's a separate share. Then you got to mm -hmm. aggregate up the numbers, whereas you want all the likes and comments in one post. Then it yeah. really shows that that post just taken off. Uh, um, so that's that's just around the corner. And then we've uh, just about to release um, a reverse IP lookup tool so that when people click on your post and then they go to your company web, excuse me, company website, we'll be able to tell you um, who from like which employee uh, um, the post was clicked on and then who in their network clicked on it from what company, what pages they went on your website and how many minutes they spent on each of those pages. Mm. so basically it'll help you with your sales and and generating Man. leads and, and confirming those yeah i mean i i am finally getting to the point and you know i own an agency i should know all this stuff where i'm just like whoo i'm like the guy who's picking up the i'm like the 70 year old picking up the cell phone going how do i which which because <laughs> yeah. i get it conceptually i totally it's all done conceptually i totally understand it but it's all just in my imagination at this point. All right, ladies and gentlemen, marketing as a foreign language episode 227, our incredible guest today, Jonathan Baldock, killing it LinkedIn style. Uh, we're gonna have him back on the show, we hope, if you would be so gracious as to join us again. 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is when we're live on YouTube. YouTube.com, YouTube.com, forward slash Standard Rising, iTunes, Spotify, and all the other spots, you know the drill. I wanna make sure Jonathan gets the Final word of wisdom, Jonathan, enlighten our audience. Um, stay safe, I guess, is the uh, <laughs> uh, operative uh, thing of, of, the, uh, of the year. Stay safe. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, that's too funny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Baldock. We'll see you all next time.